Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. One of my all-time favorite quotes is also a personal mantra for me, and it's from Clint Eastwood. He says, sometimes a man's got to know his limitations. And I just... You sure Shania Twain didn't say that? I don't think Shania said it, but I will look it up after. Okay. Hello. Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo, and this is a podcast that I have, um, and I also have a co-host kind of confused about where to jump in okay cool i'm just gonna go here yeah so hi my name's steve green and uh, i'm also here i'm a co-host yeah okay so moving on um we have an episode for you today where we are taking your questions that you submitted to us via our email podcast at nikki.limo that's podcast at n-i-k-k-i dot l-i-m-o we haven't done one of these episodes in a while so if it's your first time joining in on an ask us anything first of all welcome welcome second of all welcome d- to both of you who are maybe there's multiple people in the room just want to say welcome to both again of them. i have a co-host on this podcast yeah. um we are not experts okay so disclaimer don't sue us for these answers but you came to us okay so we're gonna give you advice to the top of our knowledge please no sue don't please sue us no sue. you can't we put a disclaimer i think that's how the law works not like this like the we are not goes. liable not like this. What is that? It's a Matrix quote. Oh, he uh, says that. No, it's probably, no, it's it's a girl at the end of the movie. Oh, she says she, that. The white coat chick. I don't remember. Remember that? No, I blocked it out of my memory. I took the blue pill after the Matrix. Oh, that's true. You did. You wanted, yeah, you wanted to go back. I want to go back. I don't well, like it. Well, everyone should have taken the blue pill after the sequels, but that's fine. That's too late. You made it your choice. Too, it was too you late made for your me. choice. Yeah, I, I remember them all. All right. So we are jumping in. Oh, also, if you're part of our Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky, you will get first dibs on your questions getting answered. I don't read these questions ahead of time. So these are all surprises to us. And I am not liable for any of the contents of these emails. If anything, it's embarrassing for you if you send something dumb. By the way, this sounds like we've been through legal hell. <laughs> uh, we haven't, for the record thing, but uh, so far, fingers crossed. No, I just don't want anyone to like, you I know. Love I love it. Take something we said out of, uh, skew it a little bit. And Again? Then, and then maybe like hurt themselves. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Anything can happen. I'm That's not true. responsible. So these true. are just words I'm saying. Out of, these are vocal frequencies so coming out of my body. I'm in the United States. Thank you. Financial question for Nikki. Sorry, Iceman. And compliments. First of all, I know you're starved for compliments. So I will say, I love you, Nikki and Steve. Your podcast is brilliant. You guys are serious couple goals. You make me laugh. And I just love listening. Oh, we we love love you. you. Thank Thank you. you. Bless you. Thank you so much. Also, if you're new listening, you have to pay us lots of compliments. We have very uh, low self-esteem and we need lots of compliments to fuel the show. I believe that God is a woman and I don't say this to pander to women who write in. I just uh, want to say God is blessed. It's fact. It's science. Test it. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is pretty simple and short. You cats, as Steve would say, <laughs> have mentioned before <laughs> that Nikki is in charge of most of the financial decisions. My boyfriend and I, we live together, are similar where I pay the bills and manage the budget since he is not good at all with money. Sometimes I feel like he should have more responsibility with it and I encourage him to plan like how much he makes, how much he has to pay in bills, what 
can he put into savings? But he doesn't seem to get it. I'm curious about your, Nikki, sorry, not Steve, opinions and decisions with being the financial planner. And is it okay to just take it all on without having him be a major part in it? Should he take more responsibility? Side note, until we are married, we aren't joining our bank accounts. What he makes is on him and what I make and my savings are on me. We just split bills 50-50 and I find I'm 99% in charge. Is it okay? Hopefully that question makes sense. Again, I love you guys so much. Thank you. Okay. okay I just want to clarify. Yes, go ahead. Nikki does not make all of the financial decisions. This afternoon, I was at a, I was at a Seven Eleven. Mm-hmm. I purchased a I well, I purchased two Slim Jims. I was feeling good about it mm-hmm. myself. I got the big one with the Tabasco flavored Slim Jim. You got the big one. I did. How much was that? It was it was four dollars. Is that you, okay? You didn't ask me. I'm sorry. I'm a liar. I messed up, and this is the last time that I'm going to do that. Okay, thank you. That's how you handle it, everyone. I just hear them Thank clapping. You. I hear them clapping. Um, no. So first of all, uh, when it comes to financial decisions, we make them together. I do manage the finances. Like our, we, we do have joint bank account, but I did that before we joined our bank accounts too. It was actually really confusing when we joined them. Super but weird. now I have a better system. Um, but yeah, so I manage it. So I know how much is coming in, how much is going out, how much we have that's like padding, how much is in savings, retirement accounts, et cetera. And then when it comes to the financial decisions, that's a joint decision. So for us, it's like, okay, we have this much in our retirement. What do we want to do with it? Coinbase, all Coinbase stock. Thank you. Okay, whatever. So he like he has a set separate crypto account and he manages like the crypto investment. So he'll manage that investment. But the finances as far as budgeting, as far as money in, money out, I oversee all of that. But I will say before we were married, I mean, it wasn't always just like, okay, Nikki's doing everything with all of the money that's coming in and all of the money that's going out. Um, that was like, as a discussion that you have to have with your partner. You have to know what each other's goals are. So like if he wants you to help him achieve some financial goals, like help you help him set aside money in savings from his what he's making, if he wants you to handle all that, then he needs to tell you, like confirm directly, like, you take my money and put it somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, and then you're free to do manage it as you would your own money. So you're just managing two accounts basically, but you're managing his and you're managing yours and you're doing the, you know, correct financial things that yeah. you should be doing when you're managing money. If he's just like, hey, I'll give you what, however much money you tell me to give you for the paying the bills, but the rest that's left over, it's up to me. I don't want you to touch my money. You know, that's mine. And because it sounded like you said what's mine is mine, what's his is his. So it, that doesn't to me sound like a, a group money pile situation to me. It yeah. sounds like you split, the, you split the bills with me. Make sure you have enough money for the bills and everything left over. Well, that's on you, buddy. And that can get tricky down the road when you get married, because if you do decide to get married and you do decide to join bank accounts, you will be responsible for his debt as well. So, yep you should better you if you do th- see a long-term future with this person in an institutionalized way such as marriage um i think that it's a long discussion or multiple discussions worth having of what your as a couple financial goals are do you remember what our discussion was about this uh, yeah it was about it was pretty kismet the whole time yeah it was I mean, pretty much like 
hey, I don't really spend money. I only want to buy crypto. And you're like, cool. I... I want to save for a house. Save for a house and do yeah. You have you had like certain goals about that, and I was like, perfect. I agree with that. And I was like, I have a system, which uh, is brilliant by the yeah. way, because she her dad's a CPA, so he taught her, he raised her to like put away a certain amount of money every time she got paid. Mm, he didn't teach me that, but oh my bad. Yeah, but he did teach me about debt and how to stay out of it. But um, yeah, I learned a lot from actually from books from like rich dad poor dad and yeah. like a lot of other financial books but yeah my mom and dad are both in finance so along the way i'm sure they dropped a couple of things but but yeah um it was a, a some trial and error involved yeah um for sure but so i could empathize with people that don't know exactly how to manage their money which is why we talked about we did several episodes on money management on this show because i totally get it why like it's something they don't tell you like they don't teach yeah. it to you in school um so when we first got together you know steve had just switched from being an employee to an independent contractor yeah. where they don't withhold your t taxes as an independent contractor and if you're used to just being an employee you, you're not used to like having a big tax bill at the end of the year because it's been withheld from you this whole time but as an independent contractor there's a big tax bill and he was not ready <laughs> yeah, for it. No. And so we were just basically like, how can we plan to make sure that doesn't happen again yes. so that there's no surprises and also have enough like savings left over and able to plan for our future and any sort of treats that we want to do. And like huge shout out to my tax guy, Ben Limo. Yeah. Who navigated me through that nightmare. Um, I was able to take care of it within like six months. Yeah. It, it was it was great. Once you have somebody who knows what the doing. ins and outs of the tax code and shit, and yeah. they're just like, here's what you got to do. I was just like, oh my God, that's all I need. Yeah. And it was great. So I was able to pay it off like really in no time. It was, it was, it was so smooth and easy. Thankfully, I had somebody in my life like, like your father. Yeah. Um, no, who that just helped me see the light. That was Because awesome. I was just scared of all my mail. Yeah, <laughs> for a while, and I was like, "Well, I hope I don't get mail tomorrow. I'd be bad because it's a Friday. That'd be a, it's a bad day to get mail. How terrible! <laughs> oh yeah, dude, it's best, dude. It's funny too because I had the means to take care of it, but I just didn't know. I felt like I didn't know how I was going to figure it all out. Yeah, it's very daunting. It is. Yeah, that's a huge tax bill. Uh, but now you know I'm much older now. That, that was I was like 23 years old or 24 years old then. Yeah. So life's different now. But yeah. So if it's you do, if you do decide to like, if he's like, Hey, take over for everything, then even though you don't have a joint bank account, I would just, you personally track how much money he's making, how much money you're making and treat it like it's one group sum yeah. and then divide up like the bills that you have to pay and how much would be left over for savings and then set aside that amount rather than, you know, separately. Yeah. You know. And thankfully, I had a good savings account because I saw enough YouTubers walk into Maker Studios crying because they're like, "Yeah, what the fuck is a is a? I have to pay like individual taxes." And like, I saw that enough. Ross was like, "I'm just gonna save this shit. I don't know what the fuck's going on out there, but I'm gonna save this shit." <laughs> yeah, I recommend that if you're an independent contractor to save like 50 percent of your income. 35 percent of that is going to taxes. The 15 percent left over is your savings. So 50 50 percent. Save 
Um, if you can't afford to save 50%, you're going to get really screwed. So maybe have a side hustle. I don't know. Uh, this is not ta- this is not financial advice. But um, you can also talk to your partner about their financial habits. You can see them too. Like you'll just see your partner's financial habits. Yeah. Like I see yours. You see mine. Like well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's one big conversation yeah. or several different ones. But, you know, get on the same page. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, if you're an employee, then I recommend setting aside at least 10% of your income. Because that's already after taxes. Mm-hmm. All right. Hopefully that helps. Finances are tricky. Um, but I'm glad that you guys are getting it together. And it's cool that you guys are working on a system. So good luck. Good luck. All right. Next we have. Okay. This one says podcast question. Concept of a partner versus love. Hi, Nikki and Steve. Hope you guys pick my question. I love you guys. I love your humor. Oh, humor is spelled Britishly. Oh. So it's just, I'm guessing this is a UK, mate. Hey, thanks, you limey fuck. <laughs> your dynamic would appreciate some, um, oh, and would appreciate some expert advice on my relationship. Well, we are experts. Oh, it's been a minute. All right, let's go. Okay. I want to know if my boyfriend is holding on to the concept of a partner slash companionship or if he actually loves me. Let me explain my confusion. We've been friends for five years, always plenty of things to talk about as if we never ran out of topics. So I've been with him at different stages of his life throughout the years. Three years ago, he ended a four-year relationship and immediately dated a rebound for about seven months. He described this girl as quote unquote, perfect by the book, i.e. friendly, patient, caring, smart, etc. But it didn't work out because he simply couldn't feel the connection, even though she was quote unquote, perfect. He started doubting his ability to maintain a relationship or even love anybody. He's in his 30s and he wanted to get things right in his life. Initially, as a friend, I felt he hasn't recovered from his previous relationships and he was very needy. He enjoyed the concept of a partner and didn't like to be alone. Example, sleeping with someone's presence calmed him more than being alone in the dark. So even when we were friends, he would text me if he struggled to sleep or felt upset about anything. I used to joke about how he should just grab some random off Tinder and have some company, but he refused and insisted on being single because he wasn't ready to commit to anyone. I didn't know how many girls he texted during his sleepless nights or why he didn't stay with the rebound, but I felt like I was his life buoy for at least 1.5 years when he's single. Oh, wow. Yeah. One day during our daily chats, the stars somehow magically aligned and we both decided to blurb out how much we wanted each other as a romantic partner. That was how we started dating. It was October 2020, and for the first five months at least, he was moving very slowly in the relationship and very reluctant to commit to things like road trips, meeting each other's friends, or talking about our future. He even said to wait a couple of months until we have sex. He suffered from severe anxiety, lots of self-doubt, self-blame. To him, the concept of future was a huge anxiety trigger, and he would say, not ready for to almost any Every single one of my requests. Jesus, you got a rescue. Yeah. He felt his career and financial status were not as well established as he would like. He did not want to buy me gifts because he worried those objects would become bad memories for me if we didn't work out. He oh, wanted, my Lord. Yeah. He's already planning for your breakup. He wanted to make sure we could communicate through tough times instead of relying on makeup sex. Basically, he wanted to make sure we could definitely work long term like a married couple before any gifts, sex, external factors came into play. I told him to stop worrying and just enjoy and love me back. We argued things weren't stable and we both felt hurt. I wanted to break up because I felt he wasn't matching my expectations and he would apologize and then explain he wanted me as his serious long-term partner to be understanding of his anxiety and be patient. I'm going to turn 30 soon, but I took the risk of staying with him on zero future commitments. We took one day at a time and we tried to meet each other's 
pace in the relationship and our first sex was after six months of dating yay i spent months trying to support him explaining things like honey just because your ex hated your snoring doesn't mean you stay up all night thinking i'm gonna kick your ass if you make a noise He's constantly on high alert and it was exhausting for me as a partner, but I loved him so much that I put up with his short temper and helped him help himself become a better person for his own sake. Fast forward another five months later, which is now, we no longer hide any feelings from each other. We are 100% open about our past, present, and future. We have no trouble talking about trips, moving in, kids, marriage, etc. He's become 180 degrees different from what he was 10 months ago. He said he was extremely happy with our growth, but if I'm being completely honest... I still feel hurt from the months of one-sided emotional support I gave him when he was unready and a hot mess. I'm starting to wonder if he's just changing his behavior now because he's scared of losing a partner slash companion or if he's actually grown to love me. From your super fan. Wow, that's a lot, but I'm sure there are some people that can relate to this. I have my thoughts. What do you think? Okay, I would give, I mean, you gave it this much time. You have to give the benefit of the doubt to this person that you basically raised to be your perfect partner. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, and I get the mistrust too because, you know, they're a shelter animal and you base, they, you got bit a couple of times. There's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. And what he's, what sounds like he's having is maybe like anxiety and a little bit of, I'm not a doctor, so, but a little bit of PTSD, you know? It's like something happened that was traumatic for him in a previous relationship or maybe not even relationship oriented, but just like something traumatic happened and stayed in his body. So there's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. And uh, so basically your body is what holds on to that trauma. If you didn't process those feelings because either you didn't feel safe or you just didn't know how to process it or you didn't have coping mechanisms or you know, a laundry list of reasons why you wouldn't process those feelings in society, it's some shit they don't tell you. You know, that's why we go to therapists now because that's how we can learn and get the tools to process those repressed emotions. And for men, it's even harder with the way that um, society like raises our men. So it's coming around. You know, a lot of men are opening up a lot more and uh, going through and processing their feelings. But it, it takes a little bit of time for the, those feelings to come out. And it sounds like you were 100 percent his life buoy, as you said. But when you guys got together, you kind of knew that about him and he trusted you and you were patient with him and you were awesome and he was able to process those emotions with you and it it caused some hard times and it was rough and but you guys got through it it sounds and now maybe you feel a little bit of resentment but maybe that's an arrow that you need to pull out yes god yes with him it's and and the sooner that. sooner the better yes because you're feeling it, so it's time to address it. Yeah, but what you need to understand is he trusted you enough to to share those things with you and to heal, to with like you. heal he with, you. with you. Yeah. And and you did help heal him, and um and now he is the person that you wanted him to be all along, and you you knew that that was in there. You had to have, or like you wouldn't have you gotten put together. That investment in, yeah. Right, and so now your investment is coming to fruition, and. It's there. It's a feast for both of you. It's like it's your the harvest has come. Um, and granted, I don't know him personally, so do I know for a fact that it's authentic, or if he's just putting on an act to um, please you so you don't break up with him? No, I, I don't know. But it sounds like if he's been this way for the past five months already, that's a hard act to do for five months. It's a strange suspicion to have. That's why I wish I knew more because yeah. it's, it's a strange thing to wonder. 
Mm. Oh, are they just putting on an act for X reason? Like that's a pretty crazy accusation. Yeah, maybe if there was an external factor, like you're paying his bills or you're... If there's something like that, then it's different. But right now I got nothing. So I'm like, why, why would you think that? Yeah. Maybe we're missing something. Or I guess maybe she feels like um, he just wants to have his life together so badly that he'll fake it to just have it. To like, but if he's that non-committal, now he's Mr. Committed. Yeah, I think he wouldn't even be comfortable having no. those conversations if he, he was, was still in that headspace. He was not sure about you for a while, and then now he is. And now he 100% trusts you, and I, it sounds like. And, it sounds like. And it sounds like that's why he's like, yeah, this could work. This is my chick. Like, you guys almost broke up, and you came back from it. And I think that solidified it for him, that, like, you guys made it through the rough patch. Um, we went through similar things, you know. We know about know. that trauma, where you're blaming your your partner for your ex yeah we both went through that because you have that it's in your body still and even if you don't want to project that on your partner sometimes you can't help it and and it just is your old shit coming out and so until that is processed and healed then it, it'll just keep coming out and so his ex fucked him up and you helped him untangle yeah, the wires and, and now and now you get to have the reward of right. a loving relationship it sounds like we have no reason not to trust it until you tell us something that makes no sense. Yeah, exactly. If there's like some sort of suspicion, like wandering eyes or he's taking advantage of you somehow. Right. But if you genuinely love him, and I think right. that's a question you have to ask yourself is, do you love him or did you just like being the one that saves somebody? Like right. sometimes people really it's like true. being the helper, you know, being the one that, that heals the wounded. And then once they're healed it's like you have you feel almost like you have no purpose they're able to walk and talk on their own now and it's like oh no like maybe they don't need me anymore you right. know maybe and so i don't know if that's you but some people can feel that way if they're used to one person always needing them and then now the person is healthy and self-reliant and you're like oh shit are they are they gonna leave me because they don't need me now yeah uh so yeah i would ask yourself some of those questions if that's it see if that rings any truth for you but if not like just have the normal conversation of like hey you know like maybe i need some extra love for those times before or i don't i don't really know whatever your needs are figure out what they are with you first and then voice them to your partner because these feelings are coming from some sort of need that's being unmet yeah agreed so there you go Good luck. hope that helps good luck let Rooting us know how it there. goes um, one more relationship question before we go on a break. This one is just titled relationship question. Nice. So I'm, I'm assuming it's a relationship question. Uh, Hey, Nikki and Steve, I'm in a relationship with my now fiance for almost four years. I really do love him. He is my very first boyfriend and we are happy, very happy together. Before him, I had been in a friends with benefits situation with a boy for many, many years. It ended because I went abroad for half a year. After I came back, he had a girlfriend. After I came back, our friend group hung out when we got drunk and I slept uh, next and we slept next to each other and we made out. I didn't ask about his girlfriend, but I felt really bad. And after that, we didn't see each other again. I know he wouldn't have been good for me, but somehow the question remains if he ever did love me or if that was just sex. Is it strange that I question something that should stay in the past, even though I'm in a happy relationship now? Is this a form of questioning my current relationship? Thanks. I love listening to your podcast. Anonymous. Thanks, Anonymous. Thanks, Anonymous. It sounds like you're just FOMOing a little bit. Yeah. About well, what could have been. What could have been. Yeah, that and also maybe some feelings of rejection that haven't processed all the way yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I only got cheated on one time by a long term partner 
And I know that even after I got in our relationship where I felt very loved and supported and didn't feel like you were ever going to cheat on me, I still like was hurt by the cheating and like just wanted to know like why like I was just kind of like still mad about it like there was just things unhealed and I think it just takes time and just like knowing that it wasn't you you know like there's nothing you could do about it um it doesn't it doesn't mean anything like to go back and go oh he really did love me well, does Fuck that no. does that help you? Does that make you move what does it on? Give you now? It doesn't give you anything. What if it was like, oh, he didn't let me. He just used me for sex. Okay, you guys are done now. So, yeah, like, what kind of love is that? Either? Is it just a you need to know how to feel about him in retrospect? Like, do you need to know whether to look back on that with love or with hate? Like, like what exactly are you looking for by continuing to dwell on you it? Self-diagnose this shit a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Or do you st- still have, carry a torch for him? You know. I don't know. Which would be super unhealthy. That would be super unhealthy and really unfair to your yeah. fiance. He gave you nothing, but yeah. he gave you like like casual sex. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think I think that she just feels hurt by the rejection of it. Of course. You know, she leaves for six months, comes back, he has a girlfriend. Yeah. You know, and they it's, weren't she thought they had a thing even though it was undefined. And they it was undefined. Yeah. So but he in six months got something defined. Yeah, and you he know? loved the legal loophole that got him out of the mess with the with Yeah, with her. and it was a label. But you know, even with that, he cheated on his girlfriend with you. So like you've made yeah, out the guy's with her. A, the guy's a he fucking doesn't rock star. sound like a great guy. He sounds, he's a rock star. So whether or not he loved you doesn't really matter. He's a stone cold loser. Yeah. Like people like that when they act like that. They act like they are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Maybe he's got his own demons to fight, you know, and so whatever. He's not in the same level as you, though. Like he's he's at a different uh, part of path of his life, different path of his yeah. life. Yeah. So be thankful that he revealed himself to you so that you were able to move on, frankly. Exactly. I guess. Yeah. The question. Is this a form of uh, questioning my current relationship? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's just a. It's like having a, a dream about you're your still, ex. It you're still healing from. Yeah, it, it's like having a dream about your ex. It doesn't mean that you're, oh, I miss my ex. Yeah. It's like this shit that your body's in turmoil and it has scars and it's trying to purge all this shit out. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. He ever did love me if it was just sex. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm. I can't fi- figure out any. I'm trying to think of any possible yeah. situation where it would matter. It's hard. Um, Maybe, you know, closure maybe, but I don't think that you'll find closure with the answer to that imagine this let's 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 play this out okay you tell your partner that you uh have these thoughts about this person say and then you want to go talk to them like at a cafe or something oh i don't know if that's where this is leading no no okay i'm saying okay let's say that like this is hypothetically hypothetically you're going to put this this relationship that you have like on a burner so that you can maybe ask somebody if they loved you yeah while might, they cheated on their person i think it might you? be just your a hurt ego you yeah. have a hurt ego because only your ego wants to know like that they were really loved and that they weren't just tossed away you know yeah if you did this to me i'd be like what the fuck yeah did we even have then it doesn't if it's that up in the air for you what do we even have well and like i, I guess there has to be a good reason you know right if it was like he stole a bunch of money from you and you want to get it back. Yeah, you know, there's, there's like a different reason for that. But yeah, just to know if he loved you or used you. I mean, that's just, 
inconsequential, I guess. Yeah. 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 So I'm sorry. It probably doesn't help, but time will heal. And with that, we're going on a break. And when we come back, I just saw the titles to some of the other emails and they are updates on questions and situations Ooh. that we have already answered. Yay. So we get to find out what happened to those people. One of them I saw, subject header was, you destroyed my life, all caps. <laughs> Stay tuned. So excited. Buy whatever we tell you to buy. Oh, please. Thank and you. sell whatever we tell you to sell. Oh, yeah. Sell your dreams. Sell your soul. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out a huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Bly. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> All right. Next question slash uh what let's do an update. Okay, let next we're going moving on to updates. Yeah. And then then we'll go do the back to the questions. I don't know where my English is going. But oh the back to questions now. Okay, here we go. Update. Uh re dating advice, sad face. I don't remember what what the original thing was, okay. but hopefully she'll fill us in. Even better. Okay. Hi, Nikki and Steve. I sent you guys an email two years ago asking for advice on dating. Wow. That's oh a my. long time ago. Wow, that's How long be, have that we was done pre-pandemic. Three years? 
almost four years. Wow. Almost four years. I wanted to send this email giving you an update on where I am now. I wanted to thank you for the advice first and foremost. I don't know if you guys remember the submission I sent and answering it. You said to break up. But it really did help me navigate the dating scene over the past two years. I also wanted to thank you guys again for hosting such a great show. I've been commuting here and there and everywhere and you guys are always on. Aw. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank so you. you guys have taught me so much about life and love, spe- specifically about the standard I should have for a relationship. And I don't intend on settling for less. Hell Good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Speaking of relationships, I wanted to give you guys a life update regarding me and my dating. I've done a lot of it. Oh, get it, oh, girl. Whoa, 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 whoa. I found out my issue wasn't necessarily the fact that I didn't know what to do. It was the fact that I was a lesbian this whole time. And the thought of dating a guy made me anxious to my bones and I never wanted to do it. Going on dates with girls changed my perception of dating entirely. I'm now in a relationship with this amazing girl I've met through Tinder. She makes me the happiest I've ever been, and I never have a dull moment with her. She's so incredibly beautiful, and to know she loves and cares for me just as much as I do for her is such a surreal feeling. We've done so much together in the past three months we've known each other, but to think that there's so much more we can do together has me bouncing off the walls in excitement. Despite all of this, I still have a lot of nerves and fears about fucking this up or that my own feelings aren't genuine. Mm. My therapist and my friends have been telling me that these feelings are normal and I know that I shouldn't pay these thoughts too much mind since I don't want to turn it into a self-fulfilling prophecy. I know you guys preface every single Q&A with we're not experts so take our advice with a grain of salt, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> hey, you don't know us, okay? Please no sue. <laughs> Please don't sue us. Please no sue. But honestly, let's be real. Y'all really are experts on love, LMAO. <laughs> so my question is, how does being in love feel like? It's terrifying. It's I, terrifying. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be completely honest with you right now. Yeah. It's completely fucking terrifying because this person holds your life in their hands sometimes. And that's yeah. how it feels. Sometimes I cry at the thought of what if anything ever happened to him. I do it all the time with you. I do it when I say bye to you. I do it when I say bye to you and then you say be careful and then I'm on extra edge. I know. I just do it. I think about that when you leave because I'm like anything could happen out there especially when we watch movies and like something always happens to the love interest or like you know some sad backstory I'm this just is the like, most normal Ugh. feeling ever actually when you find your person i promise you yeah C- first congratulations by the way yeah congrats um wait hold on Welcome let me to the horrifying feeling of being in love with somebody <laughs> <laughs> exactly because first you're kind of nervous that you're gonna fuck it up right. then you're nervous that they're gonna fuck it up like what if they yep. you know cheat on you or get sick of you or whatever or there's they start being um, like toxic and then you're then once you realize oh no like this is real 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 like you're just like please no this sue, person please has no everything <laughs> please, please no, no sue, please no die i would rather have you sue me than have you die <laughs> well same but i just don't want either yeah i don't want either no. it's not neither one are fun no um, but yeah, you start to really worry about your own mortality yeah. and about theirs. And you're just like, man, I just love her so much. I hope I get to see her and every time you, that I'm alive. When you've been together for so long too and feeling this way so long and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger each year, it's like the more, the higher the stakes are. It's like we just keep upping the stakes. It doesn't dim. It just keeps getting up. It just keeps getting scarier, to be honest. It's like we're climbing a wall every year. We get higher and higher and we could fall and that's it. Yeah. But um, but I really do, and I tell Nikki this all the time. I hope I find you every time. I hope I find you every Me time too. I'm back on this earth. I think we have. I, I think we have too. But that's what I mean. Like it's just that crazy where you just love that person so much, and there's such a fear of loss. Like all the songs say, right? When yeah. You love somebody so much, like that, you're putting yourself out there the most. But goddamn, I, I'll take this every time. Yeah, there's that saying, I'd rather have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. Exactly. It's very true. It's such a, like elated feelings. Like everything is so heightened and 
it's like a de- it's the highest of highs and like the depth of your soul like it's just there's nothing else like it and you can think you've been in love before and then when you actually experience real love you're like holy shit you know yes. I, they say the movies are fake but it actually like your soul sings it's every actually day. real me and Nikki had a finger you find gun. the right we person had a finger gun war today when i first oh, yeah. woke up and i'm like that's not about fingering by the way i hate fingering well she fingers me but not her we don't but not me her. so yeah but no we had a his fing- hole's not mine my hole's not hers yeah but we had a finger uh yeah we do this war. sometimes we do finger gun wars well it's not really guns like you would think of like it's like uh it's with our middle fingers it's with our middle fingers and we flip each other off and then we try to hide from each other's middle fingers yeah and we hide around corners the middle fingers can can hurt you obviously they can hurt yeah they hurt you have to (laughs) you have to get down you have to crawl and then i machine gunned him with with she got me good yeah i almost fell down the stairs she got me so good (laughs) Uh, with all with both of her middle fingers usually try to be very stealth and like no, snipery but no she was like it was cqc today it was close course combat so yeah i yeah. was trying new tactics i fucked up i should have stayed long range but i, I didn't and uh yeah. he got he cornered himself i, I learned yeah I learned so from it. so that's the shit that but that's what i mean but when we hug at the end of it i'm always like man this person's my soulmate like, my person the only person who would laugh at this as hard as i laugh at this <laughs> is this stupid it's idiot. like you get each other you're yes. co-conspirators basically yes. yes i've never heard it described better than when an older married couple described it as being co-conspirators like because i was asking them like hey you guys have like a real love like i can you can feel it i can tell like you guys love each other like we love each other um and they're much older and they have kids and i was like what did anything change when you guys had kids because i'm scared of that you know that's another thing i'm scared of does does anything change when you like does that interrupt you know the number one reason we haven't had kids yet it's that yeah because i'm scared that it's gonna ruin something that that's perfect that's so good um and he goes no um it changes things but it just widens your base so this like crazy Mm. love that you guys feel with each other it just gets wider so then you have your kid and and your the highest of highs gets higher the lowest of lows gets lower everything just gets wider and the cool thing is is that you and your partner become co-conspirators where like you kind of like you kind of like see things that no one else sees, like maybe not even your kids see. When you're in a room with other parents, you're just kind of like that's just how these our people lives are. are already, it though. is, yeah. And he's he's that's exactly funny, how yeah. it feels. That's funny. Anyway, um, she has a um, she has other things. Though. Oh, okay. Okay, so uh, she goes. I feel like I'm in it, but there's this little thought in my back of my head telling myself, "What if you're lying to her and yourself? What if you're an imposter and you're lying every time you say I love you? What the hell could you possibly know about love? I don't think I'm lying, but it's my first relationship, and I'm so scared that telling her I love her might be not be true. The last thing I want is for me to figure out that I'm lying to myself and I end up realizing it down the line and hurting her. It kills me thinking that this might be the case. So I guess I'm asking, what do you guys feel and experience in your life? Okay, we just went over that, we but um, when it comes to telling her you love her. Just do, just say it Fuck because yeah. maybe you're wrong, but like, so people are wrong sometimes and like, you'll have to, you know, down the road you can deal with that, but you can't plan. You're basically like saying you don't want to become a f- self-fulfilling prophecy, but you're, you can't plan for the worst. Otherwise you'll receive the worst. And it sounds like you kind of do that. Like in life, we're all hypocrites. I have told women that I love them that I now look back and I go, Oh, I didn't. Yeah. But I didn't know. But you didn't know. I just got my best intentions. And I was like, I really do think this. And I'm just going to say it. It's about your intentions. Yeah. And also I think you'd regret not telling her. Hell yeah. This person obviously has changed your life for the better. And like you've experienced 
feelings that you've never felt before. So I think it's the correct assessment to at this stage, even if it's you know, like, don't worry about if it's real love or not. Like you feel something. So if, if you didn't put yourself out there, you'd always regret it. Absolutely. That's what you need to remember. And I'm, I'm proud of you for doing that, by the way. You, you're putting yourself out there and now and you're 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 telling us in the post taste like, hey, should I put myself out there so much? I'm actually really proud of you just for putting yeah, yourself out there this much. For like, sure. Good job. And seriously. figuring that out, too. Yeah. That, Especially like, oh, because shit. you didn't even know that you're a lesbian. Like, yeah. So like you're just. It's amazing. You're dunking all kinds. And then you're like, oh, am I dunking too hard? It's crazy. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You're killing it. You're doing great. Yeah. And this is not there's no manual for love. Like there's just. You just you trial and error. You you might, you might fall on your face. Okay, now you learned. <laughs> but there, there's a Shania, it's worth it. There's a Shania Twain song that's so perfect for this, and she says like, "You go, girl." Does she? Yeah, yeah. She says, "You go, girl." I don't remember. It's a very. I didn't listen song. to Shania Twain. So that you know. Okay. Additionally, I have another quick question. Do either of you experience a twinge of jealousy when the other talks about their previous sexual partners slash relationships? I do, and I usually shoot those insecurities down with the sole knowledge that she's chosen me, but those feelings still arise, and I still feel guilty for having them in the first place. If you guys don't really experience that pinch of jealousy, do you guys happen to know if there's anything I can do to make that initial feeling go away? I hate it so much, and I feel so silly since there's no real reason for me to be jealous in the first place. But yeah, that's my dating life update, and those are my questions. I'm so sorry this is so long. If you guys end up reading through this and picking it out, thanks so much for sparing me the time of day. I love you guys so much. Keep up the amazing work with your podcast, and I hope you both and Nate have a great day. Love always, Sophie. Oh, Sophia. We love you so much. Please cut the Nate part, uh, Mark. Thank you very much. Oh, she has a follow-up and she says, P.S. I was listening to your most recent podcast and just realized that Steve talks to Mark and not Nate. Either way, at both Mark and Nate, you guys are super appreciated. <laughs> we'll cut the Nate part, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, cut the Nate part. Um, we, don't, we don't want him to have any, any have credit. That. We, we can't, can't have, have, have him getting any compliments or shout-outs or anything right like this. Every time. The jealousy thing. Okay, so I can't listen to Big Mood. I don't listen to Big Mood. I will not even be on set for Big Mood. You guys if, should listen to Big Mood, though. Please don't listen to Big Mood. Jeez. It's a chief competitor. Jeez, no, no, but only if you guys are talking about like ex-partner stuff. Only because... Yeah. Not out of jealousy, blah, 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 blah. I'm just a visual person. So if somebody starts saying something, I have to visualize it because like that's how yeah. I roll. And then that's rough for me. And that's all. That's, that's it. I think maybe in the beginning... But I literally can't picture you with anyone else now. Like, Same. I, I can't even like, like when I try to picture you, like if you talk about, oh, like you had sex with so-and-so and you even dropped their name. Yeah, like they're I, famous. I, they're I very don't, famous. I can't picture you with another person. Like I just visually, like it is a blurry blob that you're with. Like it's yeah. not, and I, I feel Somewhere. no feelings. There's Somewhere. no, there's no, <laughs> it's not visceral for me, but maybe in the beginning, in the beginning, for sure, because it's so new and like you wonder, does that person still recount their memories of having sex with the other person so vividly? Like, do they do they remember it? Like, do they think about it? You know, like yeah. I, I think that, yeah, it's not that I felt jealous. I just felt like like I wanted those I wanted those experiences to not have existed. Same. Yeah. Could not agree more. Um, in a way it's weird and it's so fucking corny. I'm so sorry, everybody, but it feels like you're the first person I actually ever made love to ever. Absolutely. And, and so it's just a different thing. It's on a different level anyway. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. That's happened before. I've never had that with anyone else. Same. And yeah. so it's sort of irrelevant, but I, it is relevant only when I hear you talking about other people. And by the way, you have to, it's part of your job, like yeah. relating to people and talking about your own stories. I, I love it. There's no part of me that wants to ban her from talking about anything. <laughs> it's just about, you know, putting myself in the best situation to succeed. It's just disc 
discomforting for me. Yeah. Because I'm a visual person. When I hear those things, I just visualize it real quick. I'm like, ah, that's, I don't want to fucking think about that. Yeah. But it doesn't bother me. I'm glad that you can put yourself out there. I'm glad that you can tell people the truth. I've never one time in our entire lives told Nikki, don't tell anyone so that you've had sex with other people or what's, anything. What's a tip for her? Because she's like, is there any, are there any tips for not feeling that way? Just know yourself. Yeah. Know what you, so like, I know that if I listen to Big Mood when you guys are talking about older relationship stuff, yeah, I'm just not going to listen to that. So maybe tell your partner like, hey, I love you and I, or you guys haven't said I love you yet. You should say that first. Yeah, but you then, should. But then like, okay, hey, you know, like I care about you and I, you're my number one. Like I, I'm not going to put you down. Like I don't, I'm not judge anything that you've done yeah. ever, but I, it's just hard for me to hear you yeah. talk about being with other people just because I, I picture it and then it. Like, it's hard to get that feeling out, out of my body. Just, like, tell her directly. Like, it just makes me uncomfortable. You know, just don't talk about it. You can have your experiences. I'm not trying to erase them from you. But just don't. Do you one mind my, not talking about it? One of, of my all-time favorite quotes is also a personal mantra for me. And it's from Clint Eastwood. He says, sometimes a man's got to know his limitations. And I just. You sure Shania Twain didn't say that? I don't think Shania said it. But I will look it up after. Okay. But I really do believe that when you know yourself enough to know like, hey, this is good for me, this is bad for me, then it's easy to navigate life or it's it's easier to navigate life because you're like, hey, look, don't do that. Like, I, I'm not going to be there for it. You can do it, but I'm just not going to be there for it. Mm. Or like whatever it is, you just know your own limitations so that, and you're, you're the expert of yourself. You're, you're the person who can set your limitations better than anybody. So as long as you can do that and communicate that effectively, then you really won't build resentment with anybody. Yeah, exactly. Because you're not, you're not placing any restrictions or boundaries on her you're just telling her like hey it just makes me uncomfortable so do you mind just not talking about it in front of me right you know there's i mean there's certain topics that i don't that i'm like with steve i'm like hey talk to your brother about that <laughs> instead exactly. of instead of me like because it's about a subject that i don't know about enough and like i don't care about and yeah. it causes me like icky feelings yeah. yeah it gives me anxiety to like have to delve into um and so yeah it's just communication i think you're 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 killing it though you got you're this you're doing so good you're oh doing my God. so good you're and we're so, so ahead proud of, the pack, of you i promise you two years ago wow good job what progress you've made way to go congrats we love you sophia um okay this is a question and the topic is can i choose to be a modern spinster nikki please change my name for anonymity okay modern spinster is your name yeah i would appreciate that Okay, Spinster. Just loaded. Just listened to your February 6, 2020 episode and was taken aback by your story about breaking up with a past boyfriend and moving into a studio apartment all by yourself. I feel like you told my story. I was living in LA with my boyfriend and our relationship was going nowhere, unfortunately. For many reasons I don't want to get into, it just wasn't working, including feeling like a mother figure in the relationship and even the event coordinator to our social life. And our intimacy was always rocky and it eventually went to nothing. Okay, I, d I guess I did kind of just get into it. <laughs> I broke up with him and moved moved into my own studio elsewhere in LA, which marked my first time living by myself. I had just started my career and had no furniture to speak of. Flash forward three years later, I have a fully furnished apartment, friends all around LA, and my career is so solid. I feel like I can breathe again too. I'm listening to my old music that I sidelined in my old relationship and I'm embracing and I'm embracing old and new hobbies. I really appreciate your story and hope you find mine relatable too, for sure. This sounds exactly like what happened. We where we differ is that you seem to have found the one and are now happily married. That's true. For me, any guy that has been interested in me has been completely not my type. And any guy I had been interested in has led me on and then eventually told me they don't have feelings for me. A couple of years ago, I had a strong 
I had strong feelings for someone who reciprocated and then redacted months later before we could even date. Then someone else seemed interested, did cute things like send me coffee in the morning during a pandemic and then told me, sorry if that was flirty, but I'm with someone. Oh, gosh. Wait, the fuck what? Wait. Oh, so he sent you coffee and then was like, oh, oops, I didn't mean that to be a flirty thing. I'm with someone. Who does that? Dude, don't do that. That's bullshit. Don't do that. That's bullshit. Um, those last couple encounters were very traumatic for some reason I can't explain. Like abnormally traumatic. Like I felt some emotional twig in my brain snap and my subconscious said never again. Now I can't even think about dating without tearing up a little. It's weird to feel like your life is so good when one, when one aspect dating and relationships is so broken, but I just hide this from my friends and they never ask either. I think my friends see me as a put together person who will date when she decides to. I don't think they even know how vulnerable and broken I am to even approach dating. The first episode of your podcast I ever listened to um, actually was one on home buying. I've become hyper fixated on financial independence and carving out my own solitary future. Good for you. To quote Shania Twain, you go, girl. I also want to pursue. Uh, I don't remember, but I'll look it up later. Thank you. It's definitely Shania Twain, though. Thank you. I also want to pursue adopting in the future, maybe the next five to 10 years. I'm currently 29. The point is, I feel like I'm closing the door on love and preparing for a life without ever opening my heart again. My heart is so broken and hurt. I'm wiping tears typing this. Aw. And I haven't cried about this in months. Even the simple virtual profession is evoking emotion I almost forgot I had. I tell myself... I perhaps need to seek therapy for fear of intimacy, dejected hopelessness of the pursuit of love, and a fundamental and likely misandrous belief that no man will step up to make this commitment with me. You sound like my friend Jess, actually. A I, lot like her. I yes. feel like they don't even want me nor see me as attractive or someone worth worthy of spending their time with. I live with this weird internal dichotomy of self where on one end, I'm a great friend and daughter, and I even like my own sense of style, fashion, etc. But when it comes to dating, I don't feel desirable or worthy. I think I should mention I grew up as an overweight kid and that shit never goes away memories memories of bullying not getting picks for sports not ever getting asked to dance the cliched usual stuff i'm not overweight anymore but my childhood and the last string of rejections have amalgamated into one giant disgusting monster that screams in my head no man wants you and then goes ah oh and then i go ah i'm ready to give this monster give into this monster completely and embrace my life of solitude and um things that feel real like a house and adoption how crazy are my feelings do you know anyone who has given up on love and been happy if you get this far in the email thank you so much for reading because i haven't put these thoughts into words really ever your podcast created an outlet for that uh, so i'll also turn this back on you nikki and steve and say you've created something quite amazing sincerely spinster oh we, we love you that spinster. was really heartfelt sincerely, thank you so much it was really beautifully put that's so vulnerable um you're very defensive right now for good reason you your soft spots have been hit yeah like direct fire and so you're trying to play defense so that you don't get hurt again we get that if you do listen to big mood i think you would highly relate to a jessica caldwell yes. she is this is her exactly yes. yes 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 you have so much love in you yes God, and yes. you know your self-worth because you've built this, like as you were saying, you like you have a career now and a and a fully furnished apartment, and you did it all by yourself, and you you have a great network of friends, and your social life is is booming, and you love it, and so you you have a really good sense of yourself and your self worth, but then it seems like no one is reflecting that back to you, which makes you feel a little insecure, like maybe I'm not as dope as I think I am, and which is the bullshit part of this? Exactly, it's the bullshit. But instead of kind of like 
facing that monster like yeah that's the part that you probably need to work through here's where you, you're missing you're like wait hold on yeah. you're uh instead of facing that you are like you know what no i'm gonna go even harder i'm gonna buy a house and i'm gonna get this and these are tangible things and that proves to everyone that i'm worth something it's like you're overcompensating for this lack of exactly. love that that hole that needs to be filled and not just someone in your heart. <laughs> so good, so true. <laughs> anyway, um, and so you are making up for it by proving to yourself that you're a worthy person. And you, I, I admire your goals, but you don't need this to to feel like to prove that you're a worthy person. It's no. a separate thing. They're very separate. Go ahead. It's time to give yourself some credit for what you've done. It's time yourself. It's time to update the software in your own head about yourself because you're overly compensating. And it's time to just go, you know what? I do love me and I am I am worthy of love actually. Yeah. Which is what you're not doing right now. You're not worthy of love right now. You're actually closing the door on love. Um, and you even know you are. So I'm not telling you anything you don't know. And sometimes this hardening, it, it's it self-destructive. People, people can sense that. So yeah. you go on a date, they sense that. And then you go, see, no one fucking loves me. Yeah. And then it's like a, it's like a cycle. Prophecy. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy and it's a cycle that keeps continuing, a self-perpetuating cycle. Um, and this is kind of what I feel like happens to my friend because she, you know, uses this as, as confirmation proof that like the dating scene is just messed up and it just it's, sucks. Yeah. And, and there's just like, and she's better off being alone for the rest of her life. And listen, I think the mentality of being self-sufficient is great, but not in this uh, resentful way that you're like, well, I'm going to block everyone off and I'm, I don't need I don't need to date. I don't need any love. I just have my friends and my career and my house and that's it. And I don't need that. And so you block it off so hard that you will never attract that. I think a healthier route to go. And this is kind of I feel like the where Steve and I, the mental state that we were in when we started dating was we were like, yo. I don't have to date the rest of my life. I put a lot yep. of time into love and love hurt me really bad. And I'm going to focus on my career and all these other things. Um, but if I do date, I'm going to know that it's like, I'm the one giving the interview. I'm the one hiring. Um, I, I know what I'm putting on the table and if they like it and I'm talking about like the most authentic me, if they like that and I like what they're putting on the table, then it could work. But if not, I'm not interested at all in chasing. But we got to make sure that you're not doing is being like superior to them. Like when like, yeah, if you them. know, automatically going in the mindset of like, we'll see if this person has the chops. Like, don't do that. Just go in with the mindset of like, we're just going to have fun. OK, I know what I'm bringing. I'm fucking dope. I'm so tight. I got all the shit going on and my life is great. If anyone can make it better. Awesome. But if not, that's cool. Is glad that I'm glad that we got a chance to to meet, you know, or whatever. But she hasn't done that, right? So 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 and that's that's what I think from what I heard. I'm hearing that she is almost just putting up walls of defenses. Yeah. Instead of taking credit for the things that she's done. She's built a castle and like it's beautiful already. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I need walls now, and I need a tower, and I need archers. I need moat. Right, and we're like, no, you don't. You know, it's beautiful. You did a good job. Yeah. It looks really good. But she's not updating it for herself and going, yeah, you know what? I, I am worthy of somebody, actually. See, that's what it's about. She feels like she's she she has you know no use for somebody right now because she feels like they're not, she won't be worthy for them. Yeah. 
I also feel like it's uh, okay. I achieved all this. Um, so now what? Like now, the only emptiness is not having a partner. And, and you still a, a wonder love. you wouldn't be running. And then you're about. like, okay, well, maybe I don't fucking need that. So yeah. I'll just build my castle higher. You know, no, you need it. But you need something to work on. This, so that's why you're doing that. But I highly recommend seeing a therapist. I know yes. you mentioned that in your email, but I really, really like find the right one. But um, it's definitely something you you need to heal this defensive part of you that is gonna see people as being like um like a uh, like you're like you're looking at Obstacles. potential dating partners as being able to like declare whether or not you're worthy, mm-hmm. and that's not a way to look at them. So I don't know how to like really shift that for you, but you have to know how worthy you are. Like you just have to know it. And I think a therapist could give you the right tools to like really like remind yourself every day and that your life is great. And if someone can make it better, then that's what you're looking for. And that's what you have to ask yourself. What What do you want someone in your life for? You wouldn't be writing us if you didn't want someone in your life. We know that you do. You think about it a lot, obviously. Yeah, like what qualities would this guy have? Yeah, and give yourself that... You have to actually say out loud, I do want somebody. And then, you know, like Nikki said, maybe go into therapy so you can help break yourself loose to be open for somebody. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because it it needs to be open there. Not that you're not needy for it, not desperate for it, but just open. Like, that's, that's all you got to be. Yeah. That's all you got to be. The door just has to be open. You don't need a banner outside. You don't need a billboard. Nope. You don't you're need... You're not desperate. You just need the door to be open. So... Good luck. Good luck. You do, I mean, honestly, and if you don't find it, don't settle. I don't think you should settle, but um, but just be open. Yeah. Find a rich guy and marry him. <laughs> Base it solely on how much wealth yeah. this person has. That's it's a business think. decision. Just in closing, just to make it real simple. There you go. <laughs> um, send nudes to a guy in exchange for homework. How much time do we have? Okay. Uh, we have time for that. Okay. We there's have, that we have, we have or an time. update. Listen, we'll do both. Go. Okay. Do you want the update first or do you want the nudes? I want the nudes. Okay. Sent nudes to a guy in exchange for homework. Am I now used goods? <laughs> okay. I'm love sorry it. to laugh at that. Okay. Hey, it's, it's just out of nowhere. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, Nikki and Steve. Love the podcast and here for the vibe. I would love to be kept anonymous. You got it. You bet. So we'll just call you nudes. We'll nudi- call you nudes for homework. Nudi- we'll call you hey nudes. There you- oh, there I like it. <laughs> There's this guy, there's a guy who went to my high school that I recently reconnected with. We are in college now. We started talking in a very friendly way and I didn't think he wanted nudes or sex. But after a while of talking, we agreed to a friends with benefits relationship because he really wanted it. I was kind of unsure, but I agreed to it anyway. A couple nights ago, he really wanted me to send him nudes. I trolled him for a really long time by sending him pics of my feet or sending drawings of boobs. For the most part, I just ignored his messages. He was very persistent and said he would do literally anything in exchange for my nudes. I asked if he would write some essays for one of my college classes and he agreed. But now I find myself feeling guilty for having agreed to this. He also offered to buy me food. <laughs> I told one of my friends about the situation and he thinks it's fine because it was a mutual agreement. He sends, he gets his nudes, I get my homework done, and we are both consenting adults. But I can't help but feel gross about it. I feel as though if I were to get into a relationship in the future, I would be heavily judged for this. I was super desperate for help on my homework because I really need to pass college and get a degree since I am both broke and struggling in my classes. But that leads me to ask you guys, would this be a deal breaker for you if a person you were dating had in the past basically prostituted themselves in order to graduate or get basic necessities? 
ladies. You didn't basically prostitute yourself. What are y'all's yourself? opinion on this whole situation? What? Love you both. Anonymous. You did not prostitute yourself at all whatsoever. No, this Anybody was... that judgy can go to fucking Bible school. <laughs> Give me a break. No, I wouldn't judge someone for sending nudes in exchange for getting the homework done. But to be honest, if Steve told me that happened, I would more so judge him on that how come he couldn't pass his classes? Yeah. yeah. And it's and not not judging you for that. I'm just saying that would be a question mark. I would more so than the like, why'd you send nudes? I know I got a cute dick. I don't, you know. He's I, got a very cute dick. I, I, I don't have to question dick. that. It's a like, I'm like, well, I'm surprised you didn't like show your dick more for money. Okay. Like people it's would cute. pay for that. I get it. But I would have, I would definitely have to ask like, what was going on in your life that you couldn't study for your uh, classes that you were struggling so much with your classes that would be a question that, that would be have. a worthy question yeah um but yeah no the because like let's say he's a doctor now and i'm like do you know what you're doing like what is yeah <laughs> how did you dick. i mean this guy wrote your essays yeah, that would be wild uh yeah. but the real thing going on here is you're just afraid of other people's judgment which is fine yeah and those are your own judgments that you're projecting yeah, you're onto yourself about- yeah what other people actually think you don't even talk to them you're talking to us right now we don't care yeah i don't care at all but you're you're saying you didn't that prostitute well, you're basically <laughs> holy shit well you're basically saying is those are your views on yourself yes. after this transaction and that's how you're thinking about yourself and in that case i i suggest i don't know if this has happened already uh, it says like oh yeah it's like happened okay it's happened already so if this has happened already just you need to reconcile that with yourself yes. like that you are not a bad person You're for sending news. You are not a, a used goods. You're not lower than anybody. People send news all the time for free. Like no essays involved. Look, you, like, got, it you going, got some shit for you, that. You got it going on so hard. Somebody wanted to write a fucking dissertation for that. And shit. it wasn't money. It was just like, it's just. It's flirty. And even shit. if it was money, like sex work is legitimate. Okay. Exactly. So, uh, no, I don't know. If never. That would not be uh unless you're dating some like hardcore religious person. Like I don't I don't think that that would be a deal breaker for anyone in the Completely modern world. Unfair. It's such unfair bullshit. If I was a guy dating you though, I'd be like, do I get nudes? I'll write you an essay. Hell yeah! I'd be like, can I write like a couple <laughs> sentences? Can I write you just a fucking Hallmark card because I'm dating you? Yeah. Although I would say, don't let anyone hang that over your head. Like, don't like let Ever. anyone pressure you to like send news. Like, well, we sent it to that one guy that sent you essays. Never. Also, you don't have to share this with anyone. You really don't have to. It's you really don't. It's your private life. Like, so you don't. You really don't have to share it if you don't feel comfortable. But if you are like opening up about your past, or you guys are both sharing stuff, like, no, I think if a guy loves you and it's the really the person you're supposed to be with, he's not going to see that and think that you're trash if for I that tell nikki all the people i sent dick pics to that'd be too long of a list you know what i'm saying like like literally we could uh, it would be insane oh but seriously how come i haven't gotten one it's oh, cute you have you, a cute dick i sent you one you did but it's encrypted oh shit yeah and you have to show Crypt- tits to open dick? the file uh, just send tits oh okay well i mean and does, ass i don't think that the encrypted file will know if it's my tits it will no yep Remember that mold I had you make? <laughs> oh my god! See? Yeah, I remember. See? That's why you asked for that. See? Thought it was weird. She didn't ask any questions. I had to go to a whole place to She'll get the to plaster an, yep, done. It took hours. To New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good for you. I. Yeah. I, you what know, are you I'm talking about? You. I'm We're happy for you. We're both happy for you. Yeah. Good for you. No one's judging you for that. Get your fucking no. essays written, no. girl. 
even if you had sex for an essay, I just don't think I would judge you for that. No. No. There's no. I can't think of any because you wanted to have sex ultimately you didn't do yeah. it for the essay you wanted to have sex too it was consensual yeah. nude sending and exactly. it was a consensual transaction just like your friend said i think you're just judging yourself so you just have to reconcile that with yourself yeah, yeah, you yeah. just have to tell yourself like remind yourself like that is not define who you are you that, did, that moment some, does not define who you, you are your mom or your dad or whoever in your head and they're telling you you prostituted yourself and you really didn't so you're fine i will say though i had a dream and um i have not forgotten this dream that was like over a year ago but i had a dream that i was giving a blowjob and the person was taking video footage of it and i was thinking in my head like oh no this is bad because if this ever gets out like they have this they could blackmail me forever i want that and yeah and then and then like after i woke up i felt this like grossness of like a feeling like someone could blackmail me oh, that's, like that's you know of yeah. this like forever this person right. has the that's, power oh, that makes sense to like put that online right because i have i don't know if i've ever said this on the podcast but i have never sent any nudes in my life i've never um uh videotaped myself and that's not because i think it's morally wrong it's just because i'm so scared of leaks out of my control happening and that's the only yeah. reason and I, just to because this there's a lot of definitions on stuff going on but just to help you say what you want trying to say nick is a confirmed bitch i'm a bitch she's no. a big time bitch no like because i we had an episode of big mood where we were debating whether or not nudes were okay to send and i was firmly on the side of yes like you can you're yeah, allowed to send and like send those nudes um because like a, a lot of choice. people connect that way but i am such a paranoid i can't get tattoos anything that's permanent like anything that could be permanent i get really like freaked out about but even that being said if that situation had happened to me i would still have to find a way to forgive myself and like to not make that a cringy embarrassing like thing that hangs over my head forever and like i mentioned in another person's question like there's a the body keeps the score so this is something that you're holding on to in here that's going to hang over you like a cloud and you're going to feel like you're used goods and you're going to project subconsciously that you're used goods to the next person that you're with and so the sooner you can just eliminate this and, and heal and get through that the better and more healthy you will be exactly so I wish you the best. And I'm sure those news are hot. Good job. Yeah. Okay. One update and then we're done. Okay. The update, because I'm really curious. This is update German village Christmas breakup. I vaguely remember this. Yeah. Hey guys, a few months back, you answered an email I sent about my ex German villager who broke up with me at Christmas. Listening to your answer made me so happy. And man, did I need it at the time. It's been six months now and I feel better than I have in a long time. I'm still working on the logistics of moving back to the UK as the pandemic persists, but I'm staying optimistic. Anyway, I'm over my ex now and I have a new man in my life, sort of. I met someone while on holiday and we're really, holiday is like vacation for people. Yeah, the Brits. The Brits, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, we really hit it off. The time we spent together was so fun and sweet and romantic and we have so much in common. Problem is, he lives on the other side of the planet. My ex was from Germany. This guy is from another hemisphere. The next one will probably be from Mars. <laughs> I'm back now. I'm back home now and he's still in Europe visiting family, but he's trying to move flights around so he can come visit me before he goes back to his home country. Fingers crossed. My question is, how much attention is enough at the beginning of a courtship? In my previous relationship, we talked nonstop from day one and didn't do more than a couple hours without speaking. 
I'm used to constant contact and attention. That relationship was super codependent, though, so I don't really have a good idea of what a normal amount of communication is anymore. I need a texting and calling reality check. We do talk most days, and he'll send me updates throughout his travels, but it's always pretty short and more small talk than anything, so I don't feel like I'm getting my emotional connection mm. needs met, which is a shame since I know how good our conversations were face-to-face. I do know that he's busy and spending time with family, though, so try not to freak out too much. Would love to know what you think. Have a lovely day, and keep up the great work. Love you. All right. First of all, congrats on being over your ex. Yep. Second of all, I think the second part is really personal for and based on your love language. Because if your love language and the way that you feel loved is through either physical connection or quality time, um, then I don't think you're going to feel loved no. in this relationship. Or, like, especially in a long distance one. For me, I, I, don't, I couldn't do it. Same, uh, those same. two are too strong for me. And in the the beginning of a relationship, I would just, it would be too painful. I just really, I couldn't handle it personally. However, if your love, if your uh, love language is um, gifts or um, acts of service, those could be done long distance and you can still feel loved over a long distance from that. And so maybe it does work for you. I know like our friends, uh, Tim and Chia, they were in a long distance relationship for like seven years yeah. or eight years or something like that. Yeah. And then they didn't even get, they didn't even move in together and they didn't even stop being long distance until they got married. And she was in a, in Canada and he was in the United States and they were across country from each other. And now they're married. They have a kid. They've been married for a few years now and they've never been happier. Like they've been together for almost a decade. So they did it and they're happy. I just don't know if I could do it and be happy. Let me address your energy as well. Okay. okay. Uh, oddly enough, okay, I can tell that you're very excited about the situation going on. So it, doesn't, it almost doesn't matter what we say right now. You're very excited. Yeah. And, and so I don't want to take from that. That's true. I really don't want to take from that. I want you to be able to, you, I mean, you're the expert here on you. So you tell us how happy you are, right? I mean, I assume it's been like a couple of weeks since you emailed us. How are you doing now? I wonder, like, have they met your needs? Like, how are you doing like today as opposed to when you wrote us? Mm-hmm. You can an- answer that better than we can. And I don't want to take away from your excitement at all because I can tell you're very, very, very stoked on this. Um, so yeah, just actually ask yourself how you're doing right now as opposed to when you emailed us. And maybe that'll help you um, navigate you know, how you are in this mm-hmm. with this person. I mean, it already sounds like you you wish that you were having more meaningful phone calls, right. more, me- so have more they met your needs frequent more texts. More since then or, or less or is it the same? Yeah. You be- have to assess this for, you, for yourself because we really can't. And I can't. don't think, yeah, I don't think any answer is wrong. Like I don't think you need a text calling reality check. No. You, whatever feels, makes you feel supported and loved is like, that's the right answer. When me and Nikki were first getting together, it was constant. Yeah. It was constant. And um I feel like something was wrong if if same. we didn't And we talk both had that same love language of just like, hey, yeah. you're I just want you to know you're my number one. Yeah. Like, I'm only thinking about you. One time he hurt me really bad on accident, um, because we were texting and he was supposed to come over oh, and he yeah, and I made him dinner and he fell asleep and I couldn't get a hold of him. And I was freaking the fuck out and I cried all night. And oh, it's so brutal. It was really heartbreaking because I was so uncharacteristic. And I feel bad to this day about that. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. It was just one of those things where I didn't really sleep much the night before. And then I, I got home from the shoot I was on and I just fucking bombed out. Yeah. But I just, he, the last thing he told me was he's on his way. So imagine like there's thousands of things running through my head. One, did he, was he on his way? Yeah. And then something happened. Yeah. Two, 
was he not on his way and he just lied to me to right. three did something happen that prevented him from being on his way i'm just like so many things well now she's lived with me so like, she knows do I, I, would, I, I am i mad anywhere or am i sad yeah and i got to be mad luckily because nothing happened to him so i got to be mad yeah <laughs> but now that you've been with me you're like falling asleep is kind of a fucking thing yeah but, but the principle that hopefully you learn from is like don't tell me you're on your way if you're not on your way correct don't just, just say it when you're on your way i know jerk well i was just laying down and then yeah i was just like oh yeah i'm on my way and then like hey, yeah, when people say they're on their way the and they day, haven't left yet and i was horrified i saw all your all of your calls and stuff and i was like god damn it piece of shit yeah anyway I hope that helps. Um, ultimately, your internal compass has to decide. And uh, <laughs> the more you can get in tune with that, the better. So start getting in tune with yourself, everybody. Hey, hey. nice. We're talking about masturbation. That's what Shania Twain said. She says... She says start getting in tune with yourself, I, everybody. I don't, yeah, I don't think I heard that album. That's just the way it is. Is that... Is that nope. No. Okay. I tried. Sorry, Shania. What's the one where she has the hood, the scarf thing on? The You Go Girl one, but yeah, I don't know. I don't remember what it's called. Mm -hmm. I just know it's the, in a what's fucking she commercial. That? It's in a commercial. It and don't they, impress they always, me much. Yeah. That's, they always have the You Go Girl part, and I'm always like, oh, it man, It doesn't impress song? her much. It Nothing does. Don't impress me much. Dude, even she says like, hey, Brad Pitt, but like, fuck off. Even that, yeah, whole, yeah. Even that song, she's like, hey, Brad Pitt, go fuck off, actually. No. And I'm like, what the? You don't impress me much. And that was like, she did that song like 12 Monkeys Brad Pitt, like fucking Meet Joe Black Brad Pitt. Like, That's actually like the last girl that wrote in where she was like wanting to be a Spencer. It's like every person she's like, no, you don't, don't impress, impress me, me much because I need my walls to be up. Yeah. You got you got it going on, but have you, do you really have the touch? I don't know. That's what she says. And Nikki does. So. Thank you. Yeah, we got this. All right, guys. Well, we thanks for on. so much for writing. Um, if you have a question, you can email us podcast at nikki.limo. We check our email from time to time and we do our best. So um, thank you thanks. for listening and Bye. hope that helps. And we love you. And check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash sticky. Uh, and check out my jewelry. I have new jewelry. I started a jewelry line. Did I tell you guys that? Anyway, we to the end for that. Instagram.com wow. slash kittens and coffee. Kits and coffee. It's beautiful. We love okay. it. Anyway, we love you. Okay, bye. Love you, Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.